Welcome to the Staggering Stories podcast, where we've completely failed to come up with an introduction. If you can help, <laughs> write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Crumbly, please come back. <laughs> <laughs> or if we do have any time travellers out there, send us an intro at the end for the beginning of the. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you mean. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, one and all to this yet another Staggering Stories, podcast number 377. I, unusually, am Keith. I'm fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Stephen. You ruined the order. <laughs> I know, I'm completely I know, I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't know. I panicked. I, I, I said, would you like Adam to do the introduction? But you said, no, no, I will do it, bitch. I will <laughs> Excuse do it. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I and am, these chaps heard you say it. I am un, unused to the spotlight and I panicked. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a pretty tree on the screen. A burning sunset. It is. It's lovely. Actually, it reminds me of the ring. The low rule tree. Oh, the Bernie, you mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that ring. Anyway, without further ado... burning ring of fire. Without further ado, here's the news with... I'm sorry, you can't say half an introduction. You have to do it all or nothing. El here's Presidente. <laughs> Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Ooh, what could this be? Mm. <laughs> Doctor Who, RTD2, The Revenge. Let's see what he did there. <laughs> Shush now. The new Doctor Who showrunner has been announced, and they aren't new at all. Stephen Russell Davies, OBE, a.k.a. Russell T. Davies. Is that for old, battered and edible? It is. Mm -hmm. right. It's having a second coming. RTD has never fully divorced himself from Doctor Who since officially leaving the series in 2009. Indeed, he soon after wrote for Matt Smith's 11th Doctor in the Sarah Jane Adventures and continued working on Torchwood. More recently, he's novelised his first TV story, Rose, and was involved with 2020's Watch Parties. Nevertheless, few expected him to return to the series mm. proper. The BBC said in their press release... Russell T. Davies will make an explosive return to screens to celebrate the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who in 2023 and series beyond. BBC Studios are partnering with Bad Wolf to produce. Mm. Almost as interesting, certainly less talked about, is the move of Doctor Who to a co-pro with Bad Wolf, created by former BBC executives Julie Gardner and Jane Tranter. They were both key figures alongside RTD in bringing Doctor Who back to our screens in 2005. In recent years, they have produced such series as His Dark Materials and Billy Piper's I Hate Susie. They also have their own studios within a stone's throw of BBC Wales' Roth Lock. Mm. What does all this mean? A sign of desperation by the BBC or a stroke of genius? Will this help put Doctor Who back to an annual series? Will we get a 60th anniversary special? Will RTD look to take it in a fresh direction or rehash his greatest hits? 
Who will he cast as the Doctor? One thing is for sure, the BBC seems serious in keeping Doctor Who around for a while yet. Mm. Now, we will hold our comments, as I think we're going to discuss this later. Yes, we should do. The last thing we want to do is to be repetitive. (laughs) I said the last thing we wanted to do is be repetitive. (laughs) The chicken impression is not necessary. (laughs) Doctor Who again? Chumblies do get animated. Chumblies! With the Evil of Daleks having been recently released, today for me, in animation form, it is apparently already time to hear about the next one, Galaxy 4. After a long run of Patrick Cattle stories getting the animated recreation treatment, now we're heading back to the other Doctor missing episodes, namely William Hartnell's First Doctor. Yay! Mm -hmm. The four-episode serial from the third season also features Maureen O'Brien's Vicky, Peter Purvis's Stephen Taylor, and the unforgettable Chumblies. Chumblies! Executive producer Gary Russell said... Galaxy 4 is one of the most pulpy adventures of the 1960s Doctor Who. It's been a real honour to work on this alternative version, which hopefully reflects the Technicolor thrills the sci-fi movies of the 60s had, but which Doctor Who monochrome TV limitations couldn't yet achieve. The now usual set of special features will be included, namely existing episode 3 and clips of episode 1, telesap recreations, audio commentaries, a couple of documentaries, etc. Expected release date is the 15th of November of this very Ooh, year. That's quite quick. Oh, yeah. 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 So we saw him only a couple of weeks or so ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they must have been pretty much finished. But of course, he couldn't yeah. say anything. They no, haven't no, announced no, anything. Not then. <laughs> the, 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 the main thing that sticks in my mind about this particular story mm-hmm. is how much Peter Purvis hates it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Was, yeah. he, was he not a Chumbly fan? Well, I, I think it was a question of the fact that it was his roles was originally written for oh, Ian and yeah. Barbara. And it was actually just, Barbara. Yeah, the, oh, his Barbara, roles was written for Bar. Uh, the dialogue was written for Barbara and was just given a, a very slight <laughs> tweak. So, so Vicky got Chesterton's. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> well, this, this is why Stephen gives that uncharacteristic scream and faints in the first well, episode. He, he does actually <laughs> say he spent a lot of time... Seemingly spent a lot of time cowering in the air. Yeah, big tough bloke. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chumbly's going to kill me. Yeah, he was. He was a little bit miffed about it. If I remember Understandable. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still, be good to actually see it. We've got one episode and yeah. a few. I think about a third of the first episode exists. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Be good to see it in some form. It will. And well, the, the only hint that Gary Russell gave was it had guns in it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can now see why he said that, because they've got very uh, iconic guns they on them. Do, yeah. I think they the do. guns actually turn up again in Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, the, the same sort of squared-off style yeah. gun. It's yeah. not actually used because it's... You know, so, power pack drained or whatever. Uh, okay. So was that a hint he dropped a, a thing you went to yeah, recently? Yeah, it's a story that had guns in it, which doesn't really narrow it down very not, much. Not really, <laughs> but no. no. Okay. It could be one of many, many, many yeah. films. Yeah. But the Doctor doesn't do guns. <laughs> hopefully it will be animated and not CGI'd. From the look of it, it is traditional animation good, like we're good. used to, rather than the... Uh, Web the of old fear. Web, of, web of fear thing, yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen, would you like to read the next one? I shall do. It still This hurts. was my addendum. Ah. And you stole it. <laughs> Shatner, Rocket Man. Ooh. World famous song killer William Shatner is to be placed in a penis shaped rocket <laughs> and shot into space, at least according to the online tabloid TMZ. Uh, TMZ. If true, then the one-time Captain Kirk will board Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin spacecraft for a 15-minute flight straight up. That's about 65 miles up, and then experience weightlessness for a few minutes as they fall back down to Earth. (laughs) 
the 90-year-old Shatner won't exactly be going where no man has gone before. But he will be not only the oldest person ever to visit space, but also the first actor not counting Richard Branson's various as-himself efforts. (laughs) Rumour further has it that Shatner is trying to sell a documentary of his spaceman antics to various streaming services, perhaps with a view to fund both his trip and a zero-G resistant toupee. (laughs) The flight is expected sometime sometime in October, but it is not known if any fellow passengers will be green-skinned women. I tell you, I'm so ridiculously jealous of him. I, 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 I wish to make a complaint in what Stephen's reading there. Go on then. Mm-hmm. It should have been Shatner! <laughs> Rocket Man! <laughs> Sorry. I can redo. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. okay. Yeah, I don't think we had official confirmation this yet, but. Uh, I've, yeah, it's. Quite a lot of people seem to be. I've heard it. it from different. But he has. A, he On Twitter, he's very well known for if someone puts up something about him that's not true. He slams it down rather violently. Oh, rather oh, really? Quickly. Yeah, as well, yeah, and quickly. So mm. the fact that he hasn't. But it, it if was, he does get to go, yeah, very jealous it, of him. It, it made it to the local radio this morning. Oh, really? Okay. In, in the entertainment roundup. So. <laughs> hmm. yeah. I'll read you that first bit. Shatner. Rocket man! That's, that's better. <laughs> that's how he did it himself. <laughs> but this could kill him, you know? It could yeah. Have... Well, that's, that's the thing, it could. But as, I, as yeah. we've said before, when they were looking for people to go to Mars, mm-hmm. um, we had a discussion at work, and I said, yeah, if I was like 20 again, and I would sign up for that in an instant. And people are like, well, why? You die there. It's like, so the hell what? Can you imagine <laughs> what it would be it's like up there? what's being called a pioneer. When the people, when uh, the colonists first went over to America, they would die there because that's Ooh, what they're living did. now. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, very jealous of in the yeah. past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather go SpaceX. <laughs> go to orbit rather than just go up straight up and fall straight back down, down yeah. again. Either would be good. <laughs> I'd like to take a flat earther with me as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, because the uh, the view screen has been... Yeah, the, the, uh, the, port, a... the porthole is warped, so yeah, it looks... there'll uh... be a reason why. <laughs> anyway, any more addendums, or any addendums at I, all? I, I, I have a whole parcel. Oh, really? Well, okay. let's yeah. go through them quickly, because, then. Because of Adam's temple shenanigans, it's mm. actually three weeks. It's really air. Uh, it's yeah. three yeah. weeks rather than, yeah. than, than the two. listen to two weeks. Mm. So... A couple of these will be quite old by now, so which I apologise. Uh, first addendum, the Einstein paradox. Uh, Cubicle 7 have just released the uh, 13th Doctor update for the role-playing game. Yep. They have also released, for free, a downloadable scenario oh, yeah. called the Einstein paradox, uh-huh, okay. which can be obtained from drive-through... Drive through RPG, I think. Yeah, drive through RPG and their own site. Mm -hmm. I've obtained a copy. I've read it. Ooh, I would love to see this. This is quite an interesting twist. It's Mm. uh, alternate dimensions, uh, paradoxes, uh, multiple Einsteins, and (laughs) uh, and a villain or a creature that can only be perceived or come through during eclipses. Okay. Solar eclipses. So it's quite a, it's quite mm. 
Cthulhu-esque yeah, in as- yeah. certain aspects. When he was telling me about this, we postulated that it would be really nice if we could all start role-playing again. Mm. It's Anyone a- up for it? I've always wanted to. Yeah, like, I've yeah. never done the role-playing thing. <laughs> We've got to do role-playing again. <laughs> it is an interesting possibilities for that mm, Okay, I do have a copy, but I've not read it. Oh, <laughs> I, I will yeah. avoid doing so. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's good. As I said, it, it is good. Second addendum. Yes. Over the past three weeks, we've had Star Trek Day. Oh, well, yeah, that happened, did it? <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> lots lots of uh, trailers, lots of Zoomed meetings and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. what I've picked out of it, what has p- piqued my particular interest, mm. is the up-and-coming Strange New Worlds. Okay. Which is set aboard the Enterprise with Pike. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's the Pike crew. Don't tell him, Pike. Yep. You've <laughs> got, uh, you've got uh, Pike replayed by Anson Mount mm-hmm. as a discovery. Yep. It looks like it's a couple of years on because the uniforms are slightly different. They're more in line with classic Trek. Okay. It's got the V-neck with the black undershirt, but it's mm-hmm. still sort of the, the ridged bar. Yeah. We have... Ethan Peck as Spock. Yep. Oh, God, what's her name? Can't uh, remember. Romjin or something. Yeah, Romjin as number one. Yep. We've also added a Delton, not a Delton, uh, uh, an Andorian. Well, okay. Yep. Not quite an Andorian. So then I think it's an Anar, which is Andorian-like, but grey skin, an albino Andorian that was introduced in Enterprise. Okay. I'll yeah, I, yeah, I give yeah, up at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have, from the original series, we're having a Dr. Mbenga, who was McCoy's second. Oh, yeah. He was there when Nurse Chapel couldn't be there. Yeah. He, okay. he's, he was special. He appeared in, I think, three episodes of Classic Trek. So he's chief medical. So he got bumped think, down, didn't yeah, he? How I did, think what he, happened yeah, there? Yeah. Uh, he was he's a Vulcan. Off. Yeah. He was a Vulcan specialist. Okay. You're also <laughs> having Lieutenant, I think it's Lieutenant, Lieutenant Uhura mm. on her final cadet cruise. So she's basically the Ensign Uhura. Uh, basically, a, yeah. basically a med- midshipman. Yeah. Okay. You have mm. an extra couple of characters who've never appeared anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the one that has piqued my particular interest... Hang on, I've got a time Tra- Travelling Will Wheaton. No, 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 is, is <laughs> a female Lieutenant Security, by the look of her, she's in red, called La. Nanunian Singh. Okay. Mm. The thing that is particularly piqued my interest is the fact that she's played by Christina Chung. Christina Chung in 2011 played Laura Bucket, yes. Beckett from uh, Good, Man Good Man Goes to War. To War. Mm-hmm. The one who lived in the forest. The one who lived in the forest. The one who did the. Uh, she died. She, she died. died. She did die. Died horribly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, heroically. 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 Okay. Not uh, horribly, but people pay attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another addendum. Ugh, last one. <laughs> no. Oh, God. No, I've, got, I've got two more, two more addendums. I remember when we started this podcast. This, 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 this one piqued my fancy. They have recently updated the Disney rides, the fast track Disney ride. It's, oh. it's got more security. It's a new pass, so it's got more security to it. Okay. It's, it's unbreakable. Nobody right. can break it. So a guy actually stole uh, a laptop 
a, a <laughs> tablet with the pass and had given himself three passes for the whole for the whole the reason it stuck to my attention is that he gave himself three passes for every single Star Wars ride right. at Disney. Yeah. Uh, I could do with that. Yeah. He he he's been, had his wrist slapped and has actually been banned for life from all the Disney parks. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. yeah. He, he's not been fined, but uh-huh. he's been which I, I thought was quite amusing. He can just go with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. Rather sad one. And wait for it to load. Tom Baker. No, yes. no. Yes, but not Tom Baker. Oh. Ruben Clamour has died. Okay. Aged uh, 99, I think. Ooh. Yeah, right. Good age. The, the, the reason why he has piqued my attention is he was the inventor of Milton Bradley's Game of Life board game. Okay, so he played it well. Yeah, but more specifically, he was the designer and builder of the Star Trek phaser rifle. Oh, really? Well, from original Trek? Or, uh... From from original Trek. Oh, OK. How bizarre. Yeah, he, <laughs> Those he, two things don't seem to go together at all. He doesn't go together. I don't know how the ins and outs of it, but um, Where No Man Has Gone Before reused everything from the cage, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a phaser rifle in the cage. So everything on Where No Man Has Gone Before was designed by William Thess, or I can't remember his proper name, William Thesis or whatever. Something like that, yeah. yeah. But this phaser rifle, the big chunky phaser rifle that Kirk has, was actually designed and built by this guy. Oh, okay. Tom is not dead. (laughs) (laughs) You just checked. I did. (laughs) Just in case. Not been announced anyway. Thank you for that. Could have yeah. saved some for next time, but, you know. I've got one more, but I'll save that for next time. I've got one. Oh, you've got one too. You didn't even ask Stephen. What's your addendum, young Stephen? Mine is about The Witcher. Ooh. All right, yeah. Oh, it's been confirmed that we are getting a third season of The Witcher. Oh, OK. And oh, another anime movie. again? I don't know, the second season is not on yet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, second season coming out December 17th, and Netflix have already confirmed that we're going to be getting a third season, so it's looking promising. That's good, yeah. Not seen the second one yet, so yeah. Yeah, that thing Mm. with Vesemir. Yeah? Yeah. My last addendum. All right, Jim. If we are going back to the States, if the world ever reopens up again, (laughs) and we attempt to do another Gallifrey. Yes. Mm -hmm. We usually spend a week out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have, in the recent time, on the Hollywood Strip, opened the Oscar Museum. Oh, oh really? Okay. Goes to the Oscars Museum. Yeah, oh. it's it's full full of film memorabilia and sort of Oscar uh, okay. nomination cool. things. So. Besides, not been there up till now, really, isn't it? Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. Mm. Well, they used to have the Planet Hollywood, but that closed down uh, a couple actually, of yeah. years ago. Mm. But yes, yeah, so they have recently opened the Oscar Museum. That'd be cool. I'd I'd like like to go to- there. I want to go to the Muppet Museum, but I can't remember where that is. No, I've not heard it's yet. not called the Muppet Museum, it's called something else, but they have friend. a really big Jim Henson exhibit on there, and I think it's permanent. Is that the US? Maybe, I don't know. Okay, that was oh. a very long news segment. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Now a segment about RTD. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long. <laughs> now, we've been watching some DVDs. We have. Mm, we right, in my case. We, have, we yeah. decided to go back to the mists of time <laughs> when the 70s had just ended <laughs> and the future was bright Woo-hoo. then along came the keeper of Traken. pause for music
first off, I have confessions yes, to he make. Does. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yep. yep. Keeper of Traken. Just a minute. Please feel free to judge him harshly. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Keeper of Traken. I watched it, I enjoyed it immensely, I did my favourite thing of theorising and rationalising and trying to get to the end before the uh, final episode aired. Bearing mm-hmm. in mind he was about 16 years old, he it's wasn't a small child. Yeah. By episode two, mm-hmm. I was almost certain that it was the master. Okay, well... I, okay. I, I twigged it by episode... By episode three, I was convinced yep. and and as i say it was the master and i danced the dance of joy because <laughs> yeah. i was correct i was superior and i was smug his smug dance hasn't changed much over the years <laughs> <laughs> we fast forward now at least 10 15 years right to when we were doing the who role playing yep. the role playing night and I decided I wanted and needed to use the master. Mm-hmm. So in all good JNT traditions, I sat down with a pen and paper and tried to work out an anagram of the master. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's while doing this, I suddenly realised that Tremus is actually an anagram <laughs> of the master. <laughs> <Okay>. And <laughs> I danced the dance of shame. What makes this even better is that when Keeper of Trarkin came out, I just started getting back into Doctor Who because it had been announced that Peter Davison was going to be the Doctor and he right. was lovely. And my 10-year-old self hadn't bothered with all this working it out, was just watching it. Mm-hmm. And at the end went, oh, Tremus is an anagram of master. That's clever. And went out to play football. Well, well, I also need to point out, by this time, I had read Keeper of Truck (laughs) at least, I don't know, five, ten times, and it's there on the printed page, (laughs) Tremus said. Oh, bless your little cotton socks. To be fair, there's no reason why it should be an anagram master. No. He isn't the master. No, no. Well, until the end, no, he's not. Streams an anagram of master as well. <laughs> I know, I know. Mm. Yeah, as a, as is remast. Is what, what you do when credited. ships have got broke? Yep, mm. yep. Isn't Anthony credited twice at the end as well? I, I, as famous undermaster. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see. Uh, oh, bless you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so. I, I, if it's any, it's a good job you're pretty. If it's any <laughs> consolation, I am still dancing the dance of shame. Anyway, the keeper of Traken. Without mm. further ado, yes, keeper of Traken is. One of the the better from the end of Tom Baker's era. Mm. Introduces Nyssa, brings back the master yep. in his less than gungy form. <laughs> Gives us the planet of Traken all but briefly. Yeah. And it's, a, it's, in my opinion, a damn good story. It's... Hmm. Even though it's got Adric in it. <laughs> well, it's um, it's John, uh, John Nathan Turner's first season. Yes. yes. Everything 18. looks glossy. <laughs> it, it, it has it has a, a... It's quite well designed. Yeah, yeah. Pro- from the, his first season, comparing it to the Graham Williams, the production level seems to have been risen. The garden for Melka. Yeah. The garden's lovely. Yeah. Where the count the consuls meet, the yeah. councillors. It, yeah. it is all very, very shiny. Yeah. Hmm. It looks good, but it does look very studio. Well, it was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. It, was it does look like New Who. A lot of yeah, that is filmed in the studio, but it doesn't look studio. the Keeper of Trocken to New Who. No, you can't sake. really. But As someone used to say, if you put it in context of what was going on at the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I t- think it's things like... 
okay, it's a few years later, but something like Cave Zanzani, which is towards yeah. the end of next Doctor. Yeah. You said that just to annoy him, didn't you? <laughs> that doesn't look quite so studio-bound, apart from maybe oh, some, of, some of the, uh, oh, the okay. cave uh, No, you're dancing the dance <laughs> of shame. We, you're not allowed to we get have, stuck up. We have to discuss a few things there, and I think we've, no. we, we've mentioned this on many You've occasions. You've made your Caves of Androzani <laughs> views clear. But he, no, I'm, a, I'm allowed to bring them up because he's brought it up. Well, how about this Sit one? There how and about be ashamed. Resurrection of the Daleks, then? Oh, yeah. Oh, Resurrection of the Daleks, yeah. Yeah, that Again, doesn't look, look better. Yeah, it's still it's on spaceships or have you? It doesn't look quite so. But still, the um, anyway, the differences available to them between 1980 and 1984 were yeah. it, it was progressing quickly. See, so, yeah. I'm comparing it to what had been before. Compare yes. Keeper of Traken. Horns of Nymon or something, Horns yeah. of Nymon, <laughs> yeah. or Creature from the Pit, or... Yeah. yeah, yeah. certainly in terms of the look of it, yeah. the actual design is a lot better. They've put more effort into the, the, costumes the, and the, the, set design. You're, you're seeing the money. Mm. Yeah. With the yeah. previous season, I don't think you necessarily saw the money, whereas no. at the moment, that is front and centre. Yeah. If um, this one had come out now obviously better designed but if it had come out now the grown-up me would be going oh these dudes are never gonna live because they were a peace-loving race <laughs> back then i was oh that's nice <laughs> such a nice bunch of people <laughs> little did i know i'm not quite so rosy on this one for me it felt quite dull really yeah no i don't, I don't. why do why do you think it was dull the characters were just standing around most of the time talking there wasn't a great deal of excitement or uh, much peril. Did Nissa not do it for you at that point? <laughs> Nissa was barely in it. <laughs> okay, she wasn't at this point. I don't know if they meant for her to be a companion at this point. I don't, came no, I fairly don't late. think... Don't yeah, that was a, a last-minute decision. Because she think. didn't go with them. No. When does she join them? Uh, Logopolis. Next story, yeah. The next Watcher story. brings story, her. That's, yeah, that's that's when she officially joins yeah, them. So, come on, the, tell, uh, us, tell us some good things about it. Good things about it. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Melka. I love the design of Melka. Melka's quite good. And the fact that what the, that they named him, what did it mean, a fly caught in honey or something? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think we could have done with more Melkas. The implication being that every now and then these creatures get trapped there. Yeah. So the Master obviously had come here for a reason, but there should perhaps have been other ones which have further decayed. I don't think they specifically meant Melka as in that one. I yeah, think, I don't, I yeah, just like, creatures just in general. creatures and yeah. invaders. But, but you yeah, don't get I see any... what you mean. Perhaps there could have been something rotting gently in the corner, surrounded yeah. by flowers. Yeah. That would then give you the idea that they had conquered evil in the past. Mm. Was this time the master overcomes whatever it is the source is doing to, to dissipate the evil? Yeah. Okay, it's been there for years, which is not much time for a Time Lord, really. Yeah, <laughs> playing the long game is yeah. typical yeah. for the master. Slowly getting control back. Yeah. To the point where he could even move. Yeah. Walk around, although didn't do much of that, just for a cliffhanger or two. Yeah, saw his hand. <laughs> no, I see your point there, and I agree with that. Like, it was just one thing, like, the Melka was just there by itself, and yeah. that's what appeared at the beginning of the story. Mm. And they did just explain it a little bit, and then you had, like, supposedly the plant pots and that were, like, past Melkas and whatever they were. But, yeah, it would have been nice to see another one maybe a bit more gone, but still kind of there, so you have the idea that they are actually being defeated in as well show not tell yeah you sure exactly today so it's fresh in your mind tell me some of your the positives <laughs> and then you can tell me the negatives <laughs> okay 
but don't be swayed by Adam. You're your own man, <laughs> and he's a tit. <laughs> a tit who could have a school killed like that. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it today and I forgot my story. <laughs> <laughs> I would say no, that... I did actually like the design of the Melka. Yeah. I do like the design mm. of the Melka as like a Doctor Who like, monster or a thing, but um, that was really cool. And the fact that the Melkas, when they appeared, I don't know if the worship is the right word, but they were kind of like they had someone that looked after them, yeah. and they were just cared for them, for and, cared, and cared for them, tended to them. So I do like the idea that there's the evil there, and obviously it's defeated in such a way they don't let evil be there because of the ways around it. But yeah, the fact that even though it's evil, there's still someone there that's like, okay, I'll look after this evil and I'll yeah. make yes, sure it's like good people. Yeah, mm. so that was a nice element to it. I thought the design of the Melka looked a bit like a stone Cyberman. Yeah, mm. come yeah. on then, you. Uh, yeah, I admit the story is much more gentler. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Uh, a discussion, people, standard of, of TV sci-fi at the period, when the action starts, or the action should start, the talking starts. Yes. <laughs> that, I think, is a drawback for most of the shows at that point in time. Like seven. Yeah, Blake Seven to be <laughs> as a prime example. But, again, it's it's going back to the production and the design. I love the source manipulator, mm. the, the uh, colourful spherical sphere, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. basically the source itself. Sidebar, I bought a source manipulator. He did. With really? My, with my first ever wage packet. He did. Really? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a globe. Yeah. With a, a, a white globe with a lamp inside mm-hmm. and then a colour film on a fan. Over the lamp oh, okay. and balance. So when the bulb good, bulb heats up, this lamp spins, spins yeah. and you get colours mm-hmm. zooming oh. around the, the the actual white globe. Many years later, we learnt that when you drop the white globe, yeah, it yeah. shatters. It shatters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's it, actually it has a few nice points. I think Adric himself is less annoying. Yeah. He's, he's actually doing something. He's, yeah. Yeah. you know, instead of the the stroppy complaining and and. Well, this was his yeah. first trip to normal space, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he was the only companion as well. Uh, yeah, because yeah. so Nissan perhaps, wasn't really acting as a companion at this point. Perhaps Traken was just getting to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, wait, wait. I'm I'm sorry, but you just said normal space. Is that what N space is? Have mm-hmm. I not known that? Right, <laughs> 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 you can you can do dance the, the dance, dance of shame. shame. <laughs> Join me. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, one, two, three, one, I, I did enjoy... Literal, what, what was it, E-Space, then? Exo-Space. Exo-Space. I did enjoy... I've learnt a new thing today. <laughs> I did enjoy a scene at the beginning where um, they've, they've arrived back in N-Space and Adric's not used to all the stars because yeah. there's mm-hmm. not... You know, E-Space is much smaller. And it's very much a sort of like a... I'd say a nephew looking up to a favourite uncle. Just going, do you know them all? Well, not all of them. <laughs> and it's just a bit of hero worship going yeah. on there. Yeah, and and the, the return, not the five hundred year diary, but the return of the diary. Yes, well, you know, more of the, the log. Time it? log. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it says here something happened. It says here something didn't. Uh, that thing didn't happen. <laughs> but it says here. It did happen, but not in the way you said it happened. <laughs> yeah. I did watch the documentary as well, and like one of the things was them talking about the diary and saying, like, how do you make a diary for a time lord who travels through time and space <laughs> in the past and present and the future? To make it a time log or something. Yeah. I don't know why it's a problem is, today I did this. doesn't matter where you are in time and space. Yeah. yeah. I just did this. Uh, anyway. And <laughs> also there is a sense of time passing. 
day, night. The there's one mm. it's very rare yeah. for Doctor Who you haven't see them having a meal. That's true. And so there is a sense that they're not just there for the hour or yeah. the twenty five minute episodes or whatever. They're actually there for a couple of days, perhaps a week. You Maybe. have a, a sense of movement of time. Which is like, quite apt, really, considering it was coming to an end. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the cliffhanger where um, the the Keeper of Trark in the first one is hypnotised or whatever by the Melka. And yeah, then he thinks... Yeah. And then everyone else on the council thinks the Doctor is the evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because as the audience, we see the Melka, but obviously they don't. They don't. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was quite clever. I thought uh, Cassia was quite good. I think she was the one who had the most personality. Yeah. 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 And she was running rings around all the others. Yeah. That little bit of evil was enough to get her, because they just weren't used to yeah. well, she, dealing with people well, with duplicitous She was able to become an evil stepmother. Well, yeah. it's swapping tracks slightly. It's the sense of Star Trek, Enemy Within, when Kirk gets split into two. <laughs> okay. you, have, you have one which is the compassionate, the passive, and another one which is the aggr- all the aggressive instincts. Mm-hmm. Compassionate is good, but he can't make any decisions. He can't make up his mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because he hasn't got the drive to or the aggression to go, this is what we're going to do, yeah. this is yeah. how we're going to do it. He, yeah. It's, it's mm. too many possibilities for him, which is reflected, I think, to a certain extent, in track and society. Yeah, it seems to be. So yeah. they've got this big almighty system, computer system, whatever it is, yeah. the source, which controls them and their empire. Yeah. And, and people are just s- passive living off... Yeah. Yeah, they're just existing. They, they don't they're, have they're to... they're not progressing. Yeah, they don't yeah. have to make any decisions. They don't yeah, have to... everything's done for them. Yeah. Mm. They don't have the, the aggression or the evil, the negative aspects. Yeah. I've just thought of something. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, the master has just screwed it all up for them. Oh, yeah. Yes. He, yeah. he has just done that. This is another rude thing you should have thought of. Traken is an anagram of tanker, which sounds like wanker, which is what the master was. So the clues were there. It's just your fault. You couldn't put them together. I did put them together. It's just the, the name or the anagram. 15 years. <laughs> well, like I said, it's the first one. And initially, Tremas wasn't the master. Between me working it out and you working it out, we got married and had two children. <laughs> and? And I and, was only ten. <laughs> and you'd read it three times in mm, the book. More than three times. <laughs> You're coming out of this quite poorly. I'm doing the dance of shame, woman. What more do you want? <laughs> This also gave us Jeffrey Beaver's master. Oh, yeah. God. He's all over Big Finish and yeah, so all and the better it's, for it's it. Gr- he's got such a wonderfully silky, evil voice. Yeah. I, was, I saw a video this afternoon on YouTube. Someone had put the masters in order from worst to best. Mm-hmm. And he, bear in mind, he was about eight. He'd put Jeffrey Beaver's last saying he wasn't giving anything to the really? performance. Oh, the guy's God. voice is silk. Yeah. It's to die yeah. for. It's a much, much better version of that master than the, the Pratt version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Peter Pratt version, yeah. Much, much better. Okay, he's got more to work. His, his makeup isn't quite as heavy. He isn't yeah. behind a His mask. face isn't rigid. And it's he's yeah. allowed to move his hand. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I watched the documentary about it. I was saying that Jeffrey was saying about how like in this he was able to be the master in the element where he was pure evil. Yeah. And he mm. was enjoying the mm. evil yeah, and having he, fun yeah. with it. Yeah. Whereas obviously other incarnations of the master have been like not fully there, more glam and... The, he, mm. He's stripped away of his civility mm-hmm. and so, his skin yeah <laughs> well the, the certainly at, the, at that point in time we've only really had the pratt master and the delgado master yes. and the delgado master had 
a veneer of civility. Yes. He would always be charming. He would always be gracious. Mm. It was only when he was on his own when you saw the, the proper anger. And <laughs> if, it, if there's somebody with him, he expected that to happen and it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. But as soon as he was on his own, he was throwing things across the room and, and yeah. raging. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how Jeffrey Beavers would have done the master in his more... In his body. Yeah, in his proper form. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas here they take the odd decision of having um, Ashley Ainley there for the entire story. Yeah. But it's only the last shot does he become the master. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I can understand why they did that if they knew he was going to be the master because he 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 looks remarkably like Tremus. <laughs> well, yes, but either have him become the master earlier on, or or mm. why bother bringing him in? Why not just keep Jeffrey Beavers or have Anthony Andy play both Tremus and the Crispy Master? The Crispy Master. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think Anthony Andy was um, claustrophobic and didn't like the makeup. Um, no, I, I I prefer where it is because. And going back at the time and 15 years later, it completely left-footed me. I mm. didn't... I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, he was such a... It was such a sudden... A, it was such a good guy, such yeah, a wonderful such mm, a companion. Gentle, gentleman. Yeah, compassionate. Yeah. And, wow, dirty old man, because she was a good 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly to be taken over by like this... evil incarnate. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, but an odd one just from a production point of view. So you've brought in Jeffrey Beavers to play the master alongside guys get take over from him. I agree with it because they're not thinking from a production point of view. They're thinking from a story, story. point of view. Yeah. 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 When I watched it today, I like in my head, I kind of, I knew already, like, I was like, this guy, isn't he not going to be the master eventually? Because I kind <laughs> yeah. of vaguely remember watching the past or something, or, or straight away I was like, that's Anthony Ainley, he plays the master. Yeah. So. Is it, yeah, but exactly. You, but at the same time, I'm watching it. I was just like, "Well, when does he become the master again? Yeah. What point is he the master?" And then it's like, at the very end, and it's like, "Oh, okay, they're weird." Yeah. Right so, to the so, end. So, no disrespect, but you're going in with foreknowledge. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Me being an old fart, watched it <laughs> as it was broadcasted. Yeah. It was because Jesus is Anthony Ainley. Does he hold the record as the person who's worn the most prosthetics during <laughs> Doctor Who for all time? I, I think it's got to be close. He's always got some sort of face makeup going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, even as the normal master, he's got a fake the, beard, yeah. it's a fake beard. He yeah. didn't have a beard, so toupee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it could have been tighter, but some nice ideas in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> watching this, I'm not sure I've rewatched it since it went out in '81. Yeah, oh, crikey! And I would have been what about seven years old or something. Yeah, <laughs> five probably. Yeah, six, seven. seven yeah, about seven. Just coming yeah. up seven, maybe. So yeah, I don't remember it very well, and I don't think I'd seen it again in the meantime. <laughs> We've watched it a couple of times, I think. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost like watching it again for the first time. Yeah. I was surprised by how little Nessa was in it. Yeah. I thought she was giving it a lot more, yeah. given yeah. that she'd gone as a companion. That's what makes you wonder if she wasn't offered the job no. after. I, she was. She was offered the job afterwards. Uh. They were impressed by her, and I think yeah. it was a Nathan Turner decided we'll keep her on. That's yeah. why she rewrites the Logopolis, and she suddenly turned up. Yeah, yeah. rather poorly explained way. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah. the watcher goes and picks her up. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because she was there at the regeneration. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that, obviously, this season, Barry Letts has come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because history repeating itself. But he's executive <laughs> Overview. producer. Yeah. So he, he's not the producer. He's assistant, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I think, I think he was, I think he had sort of a, an over, uh, uh, overview of the whole season, keeping an eye on, on how well J&T performed. Yeah. I yeah. think. But it's interesting because he, obviously he's one of the 
two people who brought the master originally yeah. into the series beginning. See, I've got to wonder what his thought was. He wasn't involved at all in the Deadly Assassin. No. So I don't know what he thought of what they'd done to the master and what they were, where they were going with it. No, I, th- I think he'd have been impressed. Hmm. Because yeah, just crustifying him was it's excellent for him to maintain an air of menace whilst being little more than a skeleton with some skin hanging off of him. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different portrayal. Auntie Andy gets a bit closer yeah. to uh, Delgado. Delgado, but not just, that close. I think it's just because just <laughs> he looks similar, you know, with the beard. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And so it's before he descended into pantomime villain. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, he didn't. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> OK, chaps and chapesses, etc. We'd like to know what you think of The Keeper of Charkin. Give it a watch. I enjoyed it, even if these grumpy old farts didn't. <laughs> and remember, did. Tremas is an anagram of master. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Write to us and tell you tell us what you thought via show at staggeringstories.net. Even if it's only to laugh at me. You can stream <laughs> it. Stream. That's an anagram of master. Keith. Ow. <laughs> no, that's not an anagram of master. <laughs> Who's Tremas? Oh, <laughs> I dance the dance of shame. You still haven't danced it. You're just sitting there. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two. Right, now, we were going to review something else here, Mm -hmm. but then something happens. Mm. Dramatic chords. We thought we'd better talk Talk about about it. it. Russell T. Davies is back as showrunner. Discuss. Mutter, 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 mutter. Music. Go on then, Adam, you can start. What well, do you think of the news, you and your poll? Yeah, I did put a poll up, yeah. You did? Me, uh, you did. Yeah. I, I specifically didn't vote on the poll because I was saving it up I for now. I didn't vote on it either because I, I put it I there. Did so I, on there. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> did. Yeah, my first thought was, hmm, mm. could be good, but it does feel like a bit of desperation on the BBC's part. I don't care what he says. <laughs> you and I are still, we're splitting up over this, I tell you. <laughs> I, I've got to admit, I'm leaning towards Adam. Are you? Yes. <laughs> it's, he does it for me. It's the trousers. <laughs> Why is it desperation for them to use a resource at hand that has over the last 15 years has improved an awful lot from what was already a really really high point oh yeah he's done a lot of good stuff yeah, yeah. as we just said no. barry let's came back doctor who people come back to it this really russell better. t davies yeah if they think he's the best man for the job again then great go for it okay what about you boy i'm with you so it is half <laughs> and half in this room okay, I, i'm okay. happy that he's back and yep. Uh, I know. I know. The show has been struggling with like the writers and other things like that over the last few years. Perceived at to least, be, at least. Yeah, yeah, at least perceived to be by people. But yeah, like, why should it be desperation to bring back a writer that, that people know and like? And he did do a good job when he was on the show. Okay. And they just bring someone back that they like. Yeah. Okay. Just to put this into context, then. Go on. What is all of our favourite eras of New Who? Does New this Who? play into this our uh, reactions at all? Mine is Moffat. Oh. <laughs> Mine is RT and Moffat. I okay. like. I I haven't loved Moffat, but when he's been good, he's been spectacular. Yeah, I'm particularly thinking early and late Moffat, mostly early Moffat. For me, it probably is RTD and early Moffat. 
Okay. Now, my my concerns are: yes, he's a good writer. Yes, he's gone gone from strength to strength. I am not knocking that. Though my... he did write Love and Monsters, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't design the costume. <laughs> As true. a child created it, he wasn't allowed to go. What is this crap? <laughs> and make them go and do another one. <laughs> yeah. well, the good point is he never did that mistake again. <laughs> Um, Actually, like Love Monsters, but anyway. No, no, my, my concerns are that for the first series back in 2005, mm-hmm. the BBC's output at the time they were trying to copy ITV. The, the majority of the output was game shows, sports, American police detective series. Okay. That was the main output of the BBC. And soap operas. And soap operas. Yeah, soap operas. Really. This was something that was radically different for the BBC at that time. Indeed, everybody. Yeah. In, ITV tried to copy them yeah, for a that, time. Yeah, that's it. And it was spectacular. The today's current uh, TV landscape is very different. Mm-hmm. What people want, they can get from Netflix, as in uh, Stranger Things, yeah. Midnight Mass, The Haunting series, mm-hmm. Amazon, and Star any, Trek and all that yeah, stuff, and yeah. ABC, uh, uh, HBO. And also, this is an eight now an eighteen year old series. There is a certain amount of familiarity to it now tiredness to it now i think it might be successful but i don't think it's going to be successful as the bbc hopes i don't think we're going to get hit the 10 million mark that we had at the beginning of the uh, when it nothing first will ever hit the 10 million mark because the world like you said the world has changed too much since but then think, the way tv is put out has changed yeah. too much since then the first episode yeah. would probably hit the 10 million mark again like as it did with uh Jodie Whittaker's But it would, never, it would never hold it because people no. will no, no, record no. it or stream it. or It yeah. never didn't hold it because I don't think Chibnall had the ability to capitalise on that, uh, certainly for the first season. Mm. But I don't think that we're going to get that this, this time. I think the BBC are pinning far too much upon him. I don't know. It, this whole co-pro thing is what interests me almost more than, yeah. the, than mm. RTD coming back. What yeah, have they mean? not done that before? Yeah. Is this the first well, time? We, well, we've they, done, they've had money come in, so yeah, we've, we've, we've had done a co-producing from uh, BBC America. And that, um, the Canadian version of the BBC. Right, they yeah. did Series 1, didn't they, I think? Yeah, it was uh, made by the BBC. Mm. Yes. Now, here, presumably, it's going to be made by Bad Wolf yeah. for the BBC, as many programmes are on the BBC. Yeah. But presumably the BBC will retain control and ownership of it. It's just being made by an yeah. outside company. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to have a, a, um, a bake-off situation. <laughs> no, they, they're not going to give away the rights to it, yeah. presumably. Do we, do we reckon How that moronic gonna... would that be? <laughs> well, they keep doing it with a, a TV movie. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they've been written there once what before. What a business move from RTD if he has convinced the BBC to give him the rights to Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> maybe he might get rights to spin-offs, things like that. Maybe yeah. that's the angle they're going for. Because obviously the RTD era, we had spin-offs. We yes, had Sarah Jane Richards, Torchwood. Torchwood. And yeah. he's also gone on record uh, recently saying that uh, the Doctor, Doctor Who could be like the MCU, the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe, with multiple... And that's something I've been wanting for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be great if they did that. And as I said in the news, maybe this is it, getting, getting back to doing an annual series rather than every 18 months or... Yeah. 
however long maybe between. We'll, maybe on a Saturday again. Well, I don't mind that too much. But Or perhaps we're just overthinking it and it's just a guy who loves the show, has loved the show since he was a toddler, recognises that it needs a bit of a boost and stepped up when they were looking for a new showrunner. Mm. Mm. Our theory that we came up with? I don't know, I've been laughing too much about the tree mist thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, well there, there is one theory that uh, we came up with, that for the first couple of years, Russell T went to all the business meetings and all the award dinners and said, hello, right. all the, the dinner awards. Mm-hmm. The, hello, my name is Russell T Davis. I brought back Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And then recently, <laughs> Moffat has stepped up to the plate and gone, hello, uh, my name is Stephen Moffat. I wrote the award-winning 50th anniversary episode of Doctor Who. I brought which, Doctor Who to America. Which, 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 yeah, brought Doctor Who to America, which Russell T can't stand. So he's, <laughs> he's jumped back into the plate to can now say, I brought back the TV series and, and wrote the award-winning <laughs> 60th anniversary yeah. episode. So this whole thing is a bitch-slapping yes, <laughs> yeah. between RTD and so, the last you know, Come back next No disrespect to either of them but they both have egos the size of planets yeah, and, and they are constantly slapping each other <laughs> during the dinner <laughs> award ceremonies. OK, so he's back. His first job is going to be casting the new Doctor. Yes. There's some na- lots of names. I mean, Ollie Alexander was the first one that's mentioned, which, who, of course, was in It's a Sin. Which I think Russell T flew into the pot. Mm. He did, although I don't think he's going to go with him. But... No, nor do I. Gemma Whelan has been thrown... Her name, she was Yara Greyjoy in Game yeah. of Thrones. I think she would be mm. outstanding. Who else has he worked with that you think he would... Uh, Russell Tovey? ...chuck in? Uh, Russell Tovey can't. It's just... Yeah. No, no. I, I don't think so. I think he's been in the in it too often. I don't know. I just I just don't feel it with him. Oh, so there, there has been the unofficial statement that once you've been in Who, you're not cast as the Doctor. Yeah, but Colin, but yeah, yeah this that. that. It's happened a couple yeah, of times. Colin and, and Peter Capaldi, 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 yeah. and yeah. Gillen. If you want to go with companions, yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. So Ian was saying uh, yeah, Lydia Ian. West. Sorry? Say again. Lydia West. Oh, yes. Yes, that was the she other She was one. in both Years and Years and It's a Sin. Yeah. I vaguely recognised her because she was been in something else. Uh, what else. Oh, she was in Dracula as well. Yeah. So yeah. she's known to Moffat too. Yeah. So maybe uh, her. And that's the thing. And also with his casting choice, how much will he be thinking into the, um, the impact in that if he casts a man, yeah. will he basically be taking be... a huge dump on Jodie Whittaker? Particularly given that he is something of a back to a safe pair of hands. Yeah. If he yeah. goes back to, to a man again, it's almost like a they're saying completely... Saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... That's we, we want to figure yeah. out. We move on. We're moving on. So is, will, yeah. will he be afraid to cast a woman because... There, there are a couple of really decent names being thrown oh, yeah. in the uh, in the pot, or will he just think, no, we're going to go back to well, back to basics? Again, this is what I've tried to explain. Some of the guys, when I've had this discussion, some of the guys at work is I'm not necessarily leaning towards it's got to be a black person, it's got to be a white man, it's got to be uh, a white woman. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a good actor stroke yeah. actress that's it's what got we've that's said. what it's got to be well yes yeah, so you always yeah. become better but in any category you can find good actors yeah which yeah. one do you go with yeah so if you do want to put it to a particular category like chibnall did yeah he was only looking at women yeah which is fair enough and yeah. there are plenty of great actors yeah oh, yeah i mean to choose from so to be fair like it's already been set up that possibly joe martin 
could come back and we could see her and RTD could... I'm not sure I if he want, he'll want to that. draw a line under the timeless yeah, child's incidents. <laughs> I think Chibnall is going to wrap it up anyway, so mm. to carry it on after that yeah. Yeah. might seem to be artificial. Yeah. It depends yeah. what happens on the up-and-coming season. One yeah. good thing about... Is, well, one of the many good things about Jodie being cast is that she's now opened it up. Oh, so yeah. when they're looking for a new Doctor... Everyone yeah, it will be, is in there. Like yes. I said, it yeah. will be the act. Yeah, it will not... be a melting pot yeah. of yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so RTD has said that he's obviously not jumping in straight away. Just yet. You know, he had posted on Instagram like day one, like after he announced um, the next day. Was like, oh, oh, yeah, obviously. Day one. Um, so I guess he's there as a viewer, but surely like he is going to have a start now already having a bit of it behind oh, of scenes he knowledge. Has. So he's going to be communicating with Moffat and like, not Moffat, is it? Chibber. No, Chibber. Chibber. sorry. Chibbers. Chibbers. Um, there's going to be that communication there. So he's going to find out stuff beforehand. And yeah. Are they going to work together? So like, melt, add stuff into the show beforehand? Like, are they going, the past? To, going to have both actors together during the regeneration? Yeah. Because mm. if so, yeah. it's got to happen in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I think they're, they're finished nearly finished. Soon. Yeah. yeah, if he's going to write and potentially direct that final minute or two, he's going to be down in Roth Lock mm. any yeah. day now. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, isn't it like still a year or two until we get those last ones I on think TV? Yeah, but they're already filming that. It last. should be Christmas next. It is the autumn of next year. Yeah. Is the uh, BBC, yeah. and then the, the year after that yeah. we'd get the next series. But they'll probably start filming that series but next given, year. Given the effects, the regeneration effect. If they're sticking with the um, <laughs> sort of fiery merging regeneration effect, simply there, then you don't have to have the two actors there at the same time. No, they didn't with yeah, uh, and cap it off on the camera. Didn't right? Eccleston Tenant and, and yeah. Uh, Tenant, yeah. yeah. So you don't need to bring but... Tenant back. No, nor do I. He's moved on, and I think it would be a huge. It would be an even bigger smack in the mouth for Whitaker if they, mm. you know, oh, you've screwed it up so much. We're having to bring back everyone's favourite Doctor. Yeah. It's just arguably yeah. the most popular Doctor of the, the yeah. modern yeah. age. Yeah. I think he will do quite happily do a something like um, Day of the Doctor again, One day. Yeah, a yeah. spot a day. But I don't yeah. think he would be willing to. Although maybe we might get. A, a miniseries or something like that with with Tennant as a Doctor. Mm. Why not? Well, if they are going to go the full uh, MCU, the full or... yeah, yeah. Maybe, be great. maybe we'll finally see... get the other Doctor, the hat, the other side of his hand, or whatever. Like the What If, yeah. Marvel What yeah. Ifs. Yeah, that'd be great. So you get yeah. Matt Smith back to do that's... a six episode run or something. That's yeah, the thing. There are all these possibilities, but at the end of the day, like you guys are saying, it is right that people were reacting in a certain way. If like you bring this actor back that's been on the show already then yeah it can be viewed as like them treading on someone else's work if you bring the wrong person in someone's gonna have a view on that yeah. if you bring this so there's always you, can't, be, win. you can't win so <laughs> oh, they just God, have no. to think okay i'm doing it this way this is what i've decided this, and they please this, as many people as they can this is it i think certainly within recent years to my mind showrunners has bowed to certain fan pressure mm. it I think should have had to haven't they i don't think I, we've we said it before sorry that the the trouble with going with uh three total fanboys one after the other mm-hmm. is that they're too 
engrossed in fandom, whether yes. they want to be or not. Right. Yeah, They've yeah. got friends from way back when who are still in fandom, yeah. and they find themselves being influenced. This is why I've got no problem with RTD, because if anyone's outgrown that, <laughs> quite yeah. frankly, toxic cesspool <laughs> yeah. that is fandom, yeah. Yeah. it's him. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, they still would have liked to have seen JMS. It's complete outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I would have loved that. Maybe yeah. he'd be next. <laughs> well, there was the, uh, some of the names that we threw into the pot was JMS, and I can't for the life of me remember his name now, but the writer-director of the Haunted series, yeah. uh, Doctor Sleep and Oculus. Because mm. okay. he, again, his visuals, the way he films, he's got a workbook that is very, very good in tricks that he uses virtually in everything, and I'd like to have seen him yeah. handle one. Yeah. We may have slid into the Philip Hinchcliffe horror. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, again. maybe. <laughs> the thing most surprised me about this is that I never thought he'd come back. No. Because it seemed to nearly kill him. Yeah. During and, those first four and a bit years. And I, I think Moffat asked him to come back quite a few times. To do, yeah. Said, to, no. do, to do an episode. To, to, to write well, a perhaps it's, it's, like, it's like having a baby. <laughs> you, okay. you, producer, you produce something wonderful at the end of it, but it bloody kills you getting to that point but then after a while you forget that yeah. it was really a horrible time and you think yeah i can do that again that's baby yeah he's made quite a, a niche for himself in these heart-eating dramas yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's a sin um years and years, years, years. um was that uh, scandal mp scandal one mm. i forget what it's called he really seemed to want to do that sort of thing but he now can't for however many years. So that must be quite a, a wrench for him to be mm. going back to Doctor Who to do Doctor Who again when he could be doing this other hard-hitting, really powerful drama where he's getting a lot of plaudits for. Whereas Doctor Who, he knows he's just going to be sniped at. Yeah. Apparently there has already been loads of feedback or negativity towards... Or, well, well people saying about how, yay, the BBC aren't going to be doing this like, woke stuff and all that kind of thing because like, RTD's come back. But then RTD himself like replied and said, well, have you not seen the stuff I've written? I was going to like, say, I'm this is keep... the man who wrote was it queer as folk yes, yes indeed it's yeah. a sin and, yeah. yeah and he's even yeah. done like bits of that in Doctor Who like he oh, made yeah. um, I've got no time Captain for these Jack. Doctor yeah. Who is woke people yeah. they're morons who mm. ha clearly haven't seen anything before yeah if they complain about Chibnall being woke that, what did they yeah. think of the first four seasons of New Who yeah, or, or yeah. if you want to go old Who yeah. Green Death yeah of, exactly uh, Monster mm. Peladon. Perhaps yeah. with with RTD, he's got nothing to prove anymore to anyone, mm -hmm. and he's got to the point where, yeah, like um, Eccleston with Big Finish, yeah, I can come back and do this again. And he thought, screw it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. My, my my main worry, it's going to be like the end of the Five Ish Doctors. Case Mars, Doctor, flames yeah. In the statement as well, it said that like he's coming back for the 60th and that and and beyond. And beyond. Yeah. How beyond do we think he's going to be? Well, it's just so that people didn't say, "Oh, he's only coming back for the 60th episode." Mm. The way they they worded that, it, he was coming back for the 60th anniversary year. Mm. It didn't say that we're getting a 60th anniversary special. Yeah, we read too much into these things. You but, know, it's, it's do just, we yeah. do it's, we think we're getting one because we're getting the the special for the I think BBC's I think 100. we will. This then is, we go we straight into another special. Yeah, I think we will. This is just, it's just a press, I got the press release at work. Yeah. She got the press release before it was actually released. Well, of <laughs> no idea. You know, strict embargo till quarter past three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just 
press release talk. It's just the way press officers word things. Okay. Yeah, I don't, they're, they're saying everything without saying anything. So, just trying to think time-wise here. I, I don't know if the 18-month thing is now out of the window or not, but if it is still happening... So we've got a full season happening in a month or two, a yep. few weeks maybe? I don't know. Then we've got some specials. And some specials. And so then... that would mean we'll be back early... 2023 well very early if the last one of them is new year mm. and then he's well got... ignoring the special the specials don't affect the, the the series release too much but it's it so it's gonna be 18 re- months off from now pretty mm. much but the 60th wouldn't be till like until november. november the end of november 2023 yeah so we've so... potentially yeah. got a series of his and then the 60th the anniversary his, maybe yeah or perhaps or maybe... ho- hopefully not just the 60th anniversary special hopefully a series and leading up to it with yeah. the um the a big double episode being the special at the end of the season i i think it may just be a special depend thinking on budget wise well if they can get a season's worth of budget and blow it on the one episode yeah i wonder what happens with the budget now with the copro you're paying know. an outside company to make it for you that's yeah. got to cost more than do it in-house surely so well, of course it will yeah because they've got to make their own profits as well yeah so, but if they're if, working with them, then obviously they've got access to props and costumes. Well, and the, this and is this is a question: Are, Is it being made at the Bad Wolf Studios? Don't know. Because I would it, assume so, given it's Bad Wolf. If it is, are we going to have a new console? Yeah, we'll certainly have yeah. new. Exactly. New. Is this going to yeah. be? Uh, yeah, but we can assume the Bad Wolf Studios. Got we we can have uh, new sets. Yeah, new Doctor, new companions. Yeah, will Murray Gold come back? I was thinking <laughs> that. Is Akinola he going to bring Murray Gold and no one else back? I, I've enjoyed Akinola. So I've enjoyed I, what he's I, produced. I think a mixture a, of the both. Would he's, be. A, he's a he's a lot different from uh, Murray Gold. Oh, yes. yeah. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, he's almost more traditional Doctor Who than Murray yeah, Gold. Yeah, Murray Gold's music was phenomenal. Yeah, but there were times when it overwhelmed. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Whereas Seguna Canola, his music is it. part of what you're seeing and hearing. It yeah. never di- it never distracts from what you're seeing and He's hearing. He's always mm. more deadly dudley than yeah. John Williams. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, and both, you know, both yeah, they're, fit. They're, they're, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're different flavours of the same thing. His stuff, you're unlikely to get a, a proms out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can notice, yeah. Well, that's, a, that's another thing. Will we, will we have prom, proms back? Yeah. yeah. Is this I mean, it's, part of a whole new, fresh, yeah. really it's, it's push Doctor again? I know it it's mostly was, was with Moffat, but it started with the RTD era, mm. uh, especially in the Wel- Welsh proms, which was yes. the first one. Yeah, like, will we actually see more of a presence of bigger Doctor Who events and yeah. stuff again and yeah. more promoting it as well? Yeah, when we get a not Doctor that, experience. Not that they haven't for America and stuff, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating. It, it's like a, another regeneration of the show. Mm. It's been going for, what, 16 18 eight, i think it's actually 18 2005 years now. to now is 16 it's so 16. when he comes along it'll be nearly 18 years yeah. mm. so the kids who really got hooked on it when it started in 2005 are grown up now some of them might even have kids of their own so it's it's a it's a, the next regeneration of the whole show and it's going to be fascinating to see mm. what he does with it i think it's going to be interesting to see his new take on it yeah, yeah how it differently oh, yeah. to his first yeah well, as I said, it's going to have to be different. It's He's done it before, he's safe hands, but we can't have a repeat of what we had in 2005. One, no. tele- uh, the one, television has moved on, and two, we've seen that. We need some, We need new. Mm-hmm. Which is why they've brought him in, because he... Oh, he, the guy's arguably the best writer on television at the moment. Mm. 
So it's fascinating, isn't it? It is. And I wonder how it all came about. He's, he's still drunk in contact with yeah. Who approached who? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. still in contact with Chibnall, the Moffat, people like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they all talk. Yeah, still and again, he mentioned to Chibnall, I wouldn't mind coming back. Yeah, and that got back to the BBC and they said, again, go for it. going back to these, uh, these celebrity dinners and whatever, mm. there is, uh, there are on the YouTube, there is a couple of jokey discussions at one of these di- dinners between Moffat and RTD. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So the, that, that's, you know, so that was my inspiration for that. They, they talk, they discuss, yeah. they're, they're fans. And one of the first people to reply to, uh, RTD's announcement on Twitter was Moffat saying yeah. mm. RTD must go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting in there yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. See, I hope that mentally that that's where he can be because Moffat seemed to be, he seemed to be mentally stronger mm. to put up with the bile and vitriol. The and he got Moffat, and RTD did at the end of his time, yeah, too. Oh, he got, he got the, so much, the, but... Yeah. The Mingmongs. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, but I just hope... I mean, he's he's an experienced man. I just hope he knows to ignore it. I'm sure he does by now, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah it's still going to get you, isn't it? He, I don't think he's got a particularly thick skin. Yeah, and having that thrown at you day after day after day by yeah. people who, quite frankly, couldn't be trusted to put their own trousers on the right way around. <laughs> Which is, again, a reason why, surprisingly, sorry, he's coming back. Sorry, <laughs> You know, you have a honeymoon period of a few episodes, maybe, yeah. and then all the It'll old weirdos will come out again. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we get to the first season cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> um, at which point he at should least. go onto Twitter and go, yeah, I'm running the show, I've got more money than you. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Yeah. So, Karen, I, I'm dying to ask you, yeah. how did you feel when you got that embargoed bit of news <laughs> And you couldn't talk to anyone about it, but you knew it first. <laughs> it came through what time, yeah. about half an hour before I actually saw it because I was writing. Okay. And then I flicked over onto my email and I get things through from Big Finish and that because okay. I subscribe. Yeah. And it said Doctor Who press office. And I, oh, yeah, click. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm looking at the clock and it's like half past two. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I didn't to, even get a text. Nothing. But I, not until I got home. I had a cup of coffee and giggled to myself for a while. <laughs> you must have just been like, I want to tell people, but I really can't. So I had to oh, well, wait. An did... embargo, in all honesty, is um, a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. But. Yeah. If you break it, you won't get you're never going to get anything ever again. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. So I, I did come home to find her grinning, bouncing on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> did you see RTD's back? What? <laughs> <laughs> so I am cautiously hopeful. So I'm not going to have to divorce you. No. <laughs> we actually we got into quite a heated <laughs> discussion, discussion really? about this. Okay. It was so cool. I like how yeah. it did just drop as well. And then like yeah, I saw no, online no, afterwards, no, I knew straight away it was going to be like everywhere and then yeah. well, when it when somebody up. I can't remember who the first person to share uh, share the link was or that they didn't sure. share a link they just said RTD's back as showrunner and then there was just comment after comment going oh this is fake news blah 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 yeah. and you then knew. Tony Jordan <laughs> who runs the Capitol yeah. Yeah. Uh, put up a screenshot of the press release yeah yeah, yeah. I saw that <laughs> Yeah, RTD is interesting, but it's what the implications are, the wider implications. I'm yeah. not so worried about can he write it, can he, can he produce it, can he mm. survive it. But well, where, where is it going? The, Particularly as the Piers Wenger, the mm. head of BBC Drama, whatever he is now, 
said expect something uh, revolutionary, something exciting. What was it? But don't they, don't they say that before every new yeah. that RTD has probably got uh, a person of colour in mind, and mm. maybe he still thinks that this this should be something we scream about. Aren't we amazing for doing something that they should right, have been okay. doing yeah, yeah, yeah. years ago? You know, <laughs> I, I think also um, something that we should actually point out. It's Bad Wolf Productions. Yes. Which is Jane Tranter. Julie Gardner. Julie, Julie Gardner. Gardner. So basically, it, it's the triumphant. It is. Yeah. Mm. The trifecta. The ones that brought it back. Interesting yeah. times, yeah. isn't it? I'm really, genuinely, I'm really excited. Like, <laughs> what was going to happen? And like, when it dropped, I was just like, okay, this is really cool. Like, I can't wait to have him to come back and see what happens. It's going to be mm. so interesting for like, seeing another writer come back. I don't know if it's happened for you guys in the past for classic series, if you had them come back again. But this is my first time yeah. as a Part, fan. Half like, as we say with... Um, Barry Letts. Barry Letts, yeah. This yeah. wasn't dis- quite the same. This is the discussion that we were having mm. on the way to Tesco's, one that, uh, once again, I got slapped down for. What? Oh, that one. Yeah, personally, <laughs> I think this is the only show where the actual runners are celebrities. Yeah. So I, I UK, uh, yeah, I, I can't say that I could tell you who the I, who the hell is running EastEnders. Are they talent shows? Who's that guy? Uh, yeah, I, I can't tell you who runs Taskmaster. And as I no. said at the time, I think that's because we are our entire lives have been so heavily immersed in Doctor Who that, that we, we get the impression stuff. that that's what it's like. But if I grab someone off the street after they'd said, Madam, unhand me, <laughs> and said, who's the new showrunner of Doctor Who? They'd either go, I don't care, or how should I know? But yeah. again, admittedly, I was a lot younger at the time <laughs> and didn't take a lot of interest to you. But I couldn't have told you who the hell Philip Hunch- Hinchcliffe was. Mm. I couldn't tell you who Graham Williams was. But, but as no. I said, at the time, I was yeah. a lot younger. But so. as, as I mentioned in the P-Isle, um, when in you were in Tesco's, <laughs> yeah. when you were, when Hinchcliffe was around and you were like, what, 10, 11 years old, we were still banging the rocks together to try and communicate with each other. You didn't have social media. You didn't have the, you barely had television. <laughs> but if you had then what you have now, you'd have known who Philip Hinchcliffe was and what his inside leg measurement was. <laughs> mm. um, it's only uh, JNT was quite JNT a was the fir- JNT was the first one. Yeah. JNT was the first well, like one. I, who- like I said, Janet Fielding leaving was the first time I saw it, was aware of it being in the paper. Yeah. JNT mm. was the first one who put himself front and centre. I can remember Nationwide when uh, Katie Manning left. Mm. There was a, a small bit with her. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, on oh, Nationwide. Yeah. They interviewed her. Was she oh. still mad? <laughs> Box of frogs. Totally. Yeah. Well, the last thing I want to say it personally is just that it's really cool news. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited to see what Russell T. Davis is going to do when he comes back. And obviously with he's teaming up with Bad Wolf, Julie Garden, yeah. Jane Tranter, and if he brings anyone else back or what they do with it, who the next Doctor's going to be, what the story's going to be like, if we're going to get a new TARDIS, all that kind of stuff. But as a fan and as all of you are as well, it's, it's always exciting for that stuff, but it's still... We've still got Jodie Whittaker to finish. We've still oh, got yeah. all the rest oh, of her yeah. stories to come yeah. and the rest of her. So I'm just as excited to see what we've still yeah. got coming ahead. And oh, yeah. I don't yeah. want to get too far ahead, but I am looking forward to Rossi Davis. As, as I've discussed earlier, personally, I have friends who are optimists and they're the most depressed people I've ever met because nothing <laughs> seems to go right for them. <laughs> Myself, I'm a pessimist. I, looked on, I always look on the bad side, but mm. occasionally, occasionally I get surprised and things go right. Mm. So I am reservedly yeah yeah <laughs> hopeful 
I'm very hopeful. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's fantastic. Adam? I think the most interesting bit out of it all is that as fans, we know it, we're experiencing, we know this is happening, but we know that we've now got these stories coming up with Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall finishing like their run of the show. But we know it's going towards the next era yeah. of the show. But whilst we're watching the stuff with Jodie and Chris we're not going to know about all these discussions going on behind the scenes <laughs> oh, yeah. for the next era. And we're like, no, that's right. anything could be happening. Well, this this, this like... is it. I mean, um, on the first run, the first resurrection. She touched me. <laughs> uh, we didn't find out about it until late 2004. Mm. Negotiations and discussions started in 2003. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. So I found a quote from Piers Wenger. Oh, yeah. He said, as with any change of Doctor and Showrunner, it would be ambitious and radical. We will have to look at the TV landscape in which it will play. So changes ahead. So the TV landscape. I do wonder how this is going to play into the new streaming yeah. reality of TV. Yeah. Will it only be shown exclusively on BritBox? Well, <laughs> no, I'm sure Doctor, the main show, will still be front and centre on BBC One. Yeah. But you think it would be like the uh, multi-platform thing they've put out recently? Was it Time Lord Victorious? Maybe, well, I'd be better than that, but that's sort of idea and we mentioned we had Torture and Sarah James but of course we also had Totally Doctor Who and uh, those other kids programs yeah mm -hmm. so it was everywhere yeah and yeah. maybe that's the idea now is not different programs but somehow to make it be everywhere again yeah. and mm. I yeah. wonder quite how that's going to Interesting. translate yeah. to reality instinctively I just think he's making a big thing um because like i said they're going to cast a person of color maybe yeah doesn't sound particularly radical to me but well that's the thing it's, it's not and it shouldn't be but no, this is the bbc but he all he's thinking yeah look at us yeah that'd be potentially great to assume they don't get somebody well, yeah, terrible as an actor be, but it'd be um, fantastic but you know it's but i feel like for something to be truly radical we need something more that's that's what i mean yeah it should be something more but my instinct is that yeah. that's what it's going to be i wonder if, how this uh, 100th anniversary of the bbc plays into it as well mm. maybe this has made them take a look at their franchise and what have we got which Could we be. can celebrate yeah we've got Doctor Who, we've got EastEnders. And that's pretty much it. Top Gear had a push, but that's not doing very well these days. Um, <laughs> not since the Holy Trio left. Uh, Holby? <laughs> Even, well, Holby's finished. Holby's oh. finished. Yeah, casualty, yeah, casualty, definitely. Um, but they haven't got much, really, that she's sustained over that yeah. any kind of period. Yeah. Not really, no. And so and they, the they stuff can... from years gone by, everyone's dead. Yeah. Or in or prison. In prison. <laughs> <laughs> the top... Not, Top Gear, Top... Top um, of the Pops. Top of the Pops, oh, Speaking yeah. of which, you see Steve Coogan's up to play Jimmy oh, yeah. Savile. Really? Yeah. yeah, he said it's not a decision he took lightly. I bet. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I, I'm surprised he did, actually. This, Long you know, late nights. If it goes wrong, it could be a, a career-crippling yeah. thing. Jeez. Yeah. A remake uh, fixed on Torrens, aren't they? But anyway... So I wonder if the BBC have taken a look at that, because they need more IP. Yeah. More stuff they can sell abroad. Yeah. Doctor Who is their big one with Strictly yeah. Come Dancing and Top Gear to an extent. I think that's probably waned a bit. Masterchef. And looking at things that they've lost recently. Yeah. The Bake Off fiasco. They, the only drama they have sending overseas is Doctor Who, I think, isn't it? And Downton Abbey, but that's no, finished. That's, that's ITV. <laughs> oh, it's ITV, of course it is, yeah. 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 EastEnders doesn't sell very well abroad. Doesn't sell very well here either. <laughs> so, yeah, they need Doctor Who. Maybe this is the idea. We need mm, to really revitalise it. Yeah. Explode it. Gosh. It's exciting, isn't it? Mm. I do like these things when like, you see people, like my personal experience, um, just briefly changing subject, but staying on the same thing. When you're 
in a fandom and you're a fan of it and you're engrossed in everything that is part of and all the things around it, it's <laughs> really cool. And it's just when you have a conversation with someone who doesn't know the show, who doesn't know the fandom, <laughs> has no idea what it is. They look or, at you like you're a nomp. Yeah, they, they look like... at like you like something and then you're just, you sit there yourself and you think, hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a real world. It's a TV series, but... <laughs> Books, action figures, audio dramas, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's massive and you well, have no idea. <laughs> following your theme, and I know this is digressing, is when I get asked, what do you want interest in that TV programme for? Yeah. Yep, it is a TV programme. It's a TV programme I happen to enjoy. But it's also a TV programme that's given me my wife, my children mm-hmm. and my grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they had a similar similar thing. Well, that essay I wrote for the book, yeah, talking yeah. to my 14-year-old self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may just be a TV programme to some people, but for me, it's indirectly gave me everything and everyone that I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the Including thing, you, your yes. dark mother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yet love you, Stephen, but I'm really fond of you. (laughs) You you get in there. You're you're on the ladder. You're on the ladder. And I like you as well. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I think I knocked myself down a peg earlier, but I I won't get (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) You were teetering. I was about to stamp on your fingers. (laughs) Yeah, it means a lot to us and to RTD, but of course, BBC is a cash Mm. cash cow. Mm. And during the the period of Chibnall, we've had The Mandalorian. Yeah. And all the other stuff we just started to like on I said, the, the, as I said, my opening statement: the streaming yeah. section. Mm. Yeah. People can go elsewhere for this similar content. Yeah. Mm. I forgot his name, but the guy who does the music for Mandalorian, he come look too. He does. Oh, call. the Game of Thrones guy. Not Game of Thrones. No, the guy. Oh who no, does that was uh, Westworld. Wasn't that it? was Westworld. Ludwig Göransson. Yeah, bring him on to do the music. That would be cool. Bring the Game of Thrones guy on for the music. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just nick like all the good composers and all the other producers. But... <laughs> why, why do I have a sudden vision of somebody having a, a, a sack put over them and bundled into the back of a van? <laughs> You're coming to write for Doctor Who. Let's just wait okay. until they finish filming the Mandalorian and that, and then we'll nick him. Yeah. <laughs> Quick summary. Adam, what are your feelings? Love it? Hate it? Excited? Couldn't care less? Excited for the possibilities and a bit trepidatious as to how it's actually going to pan out. But Stephen? Like always, it's it's just a really cool piece of news that I'm hyped for, excited for, and I'm not going to say anything bad against it because I'm just looking forward to it. You? Cautiously excited, but does smack of desperation. And I'm just, I'm, w- I'm with Stephen, I'm loving it, and I just can't wait. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy Jodie. Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Same. Nothing against the current Jodie-isms. Right, we would like to know what all you think about the news that RTD is back as showrunner. Please write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. <sighs> It's certainly got the headlines, as for sure. Oh, so. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the um, the uh, still they chose on the BBC front page, which said, Davis returns to take helm of Doctor Who. A picture of him grinning. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's sort of like diagonally coming into the frame, just going... <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time to hear from Crumbly's Corner. Crumbly's Corner! Hello, Crumbly here. Once more, I am enjoying the manifold delights of Hampshire at this moment in time, but I would like to share with you all my thoughts and sentiments about what has been uh, discussed in tonight's show. The Keeper of Traken I have watched numerous times and is an episode of New Arrivals, both of equal importance to the series. Firstly is Nyssa, 
daughter of Trimas and the slightly bonkers Cassia. She is not just a pretty face. Her scientific skills are a match for Adrix when it comes to making electronic equipment to track down the TARDIS, which has inexplicably vanished in a place known forebodingly as the Grove, which is presided over by the glowering presence of the Melker, a strange combination of abstract art and weather-beaten statue. My main observations about this episode are firstly the Keeper. I know he is supposed to be ancient and enfeebled by thousands of years of service to his planet, but he strangely reminds me of the great prophet Zarquan from the BBC 1981 production of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And how did he get such a strangely shaped head? Anyway, secondly, the master, played this time around by Geoffrey Beavers, is another one who hasn't aged at all well. He's all out of regenerations and has the appearance of somebody's leftover liver and bacon, which has been left out in the sun for too long. The Melga is his TARDIS, which has been having a merry old time, wandering around killing fosters, and I'm not talking about sinking pints of cold gassy lager. Mind you, the numerous bodies sprawled on the ground in its wake is somewhat reminiscent of a Friday night in Crawley Town Centre. This episode marks the debut of Anthony Angley as the master. He is portraying Tremus, which is a not-so-subtle intimation, and you don't have to be an expert in anagrams to think that Evil Time Lord, formerly Tremus, six letters, is something of a dead giveaway. It's been something of a while since I wa- uh, last watched um, The Keeper of Charkin, and have always found it entertaining for the story, and most importantly, the introduction of two new and pivotal characters to the series. Now, a few thoughts on the impending departure of Jodie Wataka and Chris Chibnall. A lot of conflicting views have been aired uh, concerning Jodie Whittaker's uh, tenure as the Doctor. My own thoughts are somewhat uh, ambivalent on the subject. Don't get me wrong, Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor was a long time coming, but I feel it was let down by Chris Chibnall's writing. He is a very fine and competent writer, but not comfortable with sci-fi at all. Whereas Russell T. Davis and Steve Steve Moffat, the vast toffee, knew the Doctor and could write stories that show the Doctor and his-her capabilities of to his-her full extent. I think there was a collective sigh of relief uh, shaking the branches of Doctor Who fandom when the announcement that Russell T. Davis was returning. My learned colleague on this site, Keith Dunn, phrased it very eloquently by saying, Jody, you've been wonderful. Please close the door on the way out. Chris, don't bang your face on the door on the way out. A sentiment echoed by many, I'm sure. Anyway, that's enough of my ramblings for this podcast. Events have conspired for me to be away for another podcast, but I will be back in the studio for the next one. So until then, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Thank you, Crumbly. As insightful and deranged as usual. Uh? (laughs) Thank you. All right, we have a bit of audio feedback. Oh, who from? From Mr. M. (gasps) Yes! Mr. M! No written feedback, I'm afraid. Oh, well. Hasn't the head of Pertwee written anything yet? Oh, God. Oh. Oh, I he wondered why he looked so cross. We he did, he did ask me for a pen, yeah. but I told him he just couldn't hold it. So. <laughs> well, it does look like a pen's leak because he's got blue lips. Yeah, we oh, better, yes. better make him feel better. Okay. Yeah, One, yeah. two, three. Hello, Hello head of Pertwee. I'm not sure what you've done to Clara. She's got so many hats. She's got a scream mask on and a hat on. It's got to cover that face. (laughs) (laughs) Pond's looking lovely as always. Yeah, and and, Mm. and dangerous Churchill and... Terence! Terence! Hello, Terence. Your wings need dusting. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Anyway, Mr M. Oh, yes, Mr M. Where were we? Hello, team. It's me, Mr M, here with some audio feedback which is the first time I've done audio feedback for about 
10 years or so. Wow. <laughs> there he's counting. I um, probably sounded like a high-pitched teenager at the time, whereas now I just sound like a high-pitched adult. I'm uh, <laughs> incredibly busy at the moment. I'm actually getting married in three weeks from now. Oh, so, congratulations! Yeah. put pen to paper or finger to keyboard or ink to quill. <laughs> so I thought I would send you a rambling perhaps ranting and maybe even raving oh. sort of feedback thing Excellent. on the yeah. latest developments in the world of Doctor Who. Oh, yes. Not I was going to do this anyway um, before what happened this week happened. Well, I make it sound like there's been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to give my kind of speculation on who I thought should take over as the 14th Doctor Who. Oh, yes. My shiny pound coin. Um, <laughs> not that I have shiny pound coins or or even dirty pound coins um yeah. maybe shiny toppants we'll accept we'll anything go on jodie coma who is probably best known for playing the assassin villanelle in killing eve yeah mm. very young she would be the youngest doctor although really? not by the time she would hit the screen i think she would just out age matt smith by that point <laughs> not mm. not uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> we understand. She's very, um, very versatile, very good. I also think that it took them 12 doctors to, to do it, and I feel like they really now shouldn't should switch back, and that yeah. from now on I feel like we had 12 men all with different names, and now all doctors should be played by actors called Jody. That's really the way forward. Three pieces. Uh, but more seriously, yeah. I think that... Two bakers. I can't see them switching from a female to a male doctor. I hope you're right. Yeah. However, the only conditions under which I could see them making that switch would be if it was a big-name male actor. Perhaps somebody like, I don't know, Daniel Radcliffe or, or Michael Sheen or, or something like that. But mm. I actually don't think either of them would be particularly good in the role. I don't think Michael Sheen actually is the right fit for the Doctor, and I disagree massively with the uh, with the idea of, of of him being any good. I also am not that keen on the idea of Paston Joseph. I don't think he's a very good actor. I think he has a very good agent. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know Real Keith is probably going to be bambling on about never wear well. I haven't seen him anywhere, so uh, <laughs> I have never yeah, bad I know, in my I life. Know, but everything else I've seen him seen him in, he's been terrible. So really? deal with it. I don't like him. <laughs> um, other female picks, um you get the, the usual people like Judy Dench. Uh, <laughs> nah. Lindsay Duncan was a name I saw floating around too. It'd actually be quite good for an, an older female doctor. Um I quite like that idea, but mm. I don't see it. I think it's going to be another sort of... Maybe they could go up to sort of 40s or 50s. Tilda Swinton is another great mm. actress who would be very, very good in the role. Helena Bonham Carter, I actually could mm. now see her star is in the, the position where I feel like she would be happy to maybe take a little bit of time out. I couldn't see her lasting for that long as the Doctor, but then they never do these days, do they? Well, for... Anyway, Jodie Comer is my... Yeah top pick and I think is the most likely to potentially take over mm. but she would be cool <laughs> she was now bad. we have the news of who is going to be the new showrunner and mm. RTD2 yep. is going to kick into gear in 2023 mm. almost 20 years after he was bringing the show back from the dead mm. yes. I can honestly yeah. say that my flabber has been well and truly gasping in a way that <laughs> it has not been by 
Doctor Who, I think since... Probably since I heard Matt Smith was leaving, which I didn't expect in the 50th anniversary year. Mm. Even the casting of the film of Doctor didn't surprise me as much as this has, because I, I, I had the feeling that that was the direction in which the wind was blowing at the time. This has properly surprised me to go at it for a second time. Mm. I just... There's a little bit of me that can't imagine it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you're all Doctor Who fans. No. <laughs> but you have to think about the fact that I'm a young lad. <laughs> and I was... I'm just doing the maths in my head. I was eight years old when, when Doctor Who came back and I oh, started Jesus. watching the second year. So yeah, yeah. I was nine through to 11 during RTD's peak of the show. Yeah. And as much as I would say... Series 5, 6, 7, Matt Smith's era is the era I have the most memories from Mm -hmm. and from entering into fandom properly. I do still see the golden era as being Russell T. Davis's time at the helm and it's very indicative of my childhood and it brings out that warm, fuzzy, ready, bright glow feeling inside (laughs) me. And as such, I am... Otherwise known as the Peter Davison feeling. Overwhelmed at the idea of it being brought back. And as such, I'm very much of the feeling that it's not going to be anything like his first approach. Yeah. That it's going to be Correct. very, very different. His, his, his take on the show was almost urban and yeah. very rooted in that soapy yes. realism. Yeah. But that was the TV landscape of the time. Mm. Now, science fiction is so much more mainstream. You have these big blockbuster superhero films. You have thousands of science fiction shows on Netflix and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime and you've got Star Wars and Star Trek and everything proper, big culture geek inheriting the earth. Mm-hmm. And I think too. that Rossity Davis will embrace that. And there will be perhaps more elements of contemporaryness to the show. But I think that I fully expect that soap opera family feeling to not return. Mm. he would not come back to the show if he didn't have a plan a different idea a way to shake up the show like he did when it was brought back and I'm hoping for great things Mm. I'm also expecting to be disappointed because Doctor Who has been disappointing me for several years now Mm. (laughs) and I think that expectation is something I would like to be disappointed about for a change (laughs) until next time Staggerous Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a nice wedding. Yes. Oh, yes. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Definitely. It does bring back a, a thought I've been having a lot recently. Doctor Who, new Doctor, when it comes out, you're always a bit unsure of. It's easy to be disappointed by a new episode of Doctor Who. You look back at the old stuff and you love it in a way you maybe didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come into RTD as well, because obviously yeah. people have got very fond memories of RTD now, which they didn't always have at the time. Now we're getting new RTD. Will he suffer a bit because this is... Oh no! This is not quite because I remember it. This, this is new Doctor. It's never as good as old Doctor. I, I, I think I've mentioned once before is you only notice a golden age when it's received in, in the rearview mirror. To an extent, I did. I'm pretty sure I felt that at season five that it was golden age. But, mm. but uh, I'm going to compare this to um, the recent uh, two singles released by ABBA and the, <laughs> and the news of an album coming in November yeah. and a concert that I'm going to in May on the opening <laughs> night. Um, she blubbed. Oh, God, did I ever. So did thousands of other people. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but when, you know, it was announced, new stuff's coming out, Yeah. my first thought was after, ooh, was, but they can only damage 
yeah, what exactly. came before. Yeah. As it turned out, they didn't at all. The two <laughs> songs are freaking brilliant. <laughs> she blubbed. But there was, there is that risk, and yeah. I think some people have got that feeling with RTD that whatever he comes up with, it will just smudge. Yeah. The golden era. Personally, I'm trying to look at it subjectively. In the golden era, not everything was golden. We, no. We had some magnificent highs, but we also had love and monsters. Yeah, well... There's but, a bluff. Yeah. Oh, a while back, we, we came, went through and we ranked the seasons of New Who. Yeah. yeah. And the lowest one for me was season two. Series yeah. two. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, and so that brings us to the end of another podcast. You Indeed. forgot, dear listener. And so, dear listener, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Mm-hmm. But fear not, <laughs> there'll be more of the same next time. More fun, <laughs> frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews, more who old and new. Mm. So until that R or T or D. <laughs> rotating tidal wave of doom. <laughs> I've got them all in there. <laughs> <laughs> comes running. Tumultuously. To nearly <laughs> downhill towards us this is me fake heath saying farewell goodbye Au revoir. i've got a terrible pain behind my eyes can i suggest amputation you have been listening to the staggering stories podcast series one number 377 featuring adam Purcell, fake keith Stephen clare and the real keith dunn the views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Well, Can I have one of mine? I've got more than enough addendums. I don't want your addendums. I don't want them. Karen, would yeah. you like to read your addendum? No, no, I've read one. It's your turn. If you don't want to read it, he'll read it. I can read it. And we could be here all day. (laughs) (laughs) I will do it as Shatner. Oh, no. God. (laughs) This is definitely a shame that Andy's not here. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably why he's not here. (laughs) Can I be the 11th Doctor? Seriously, would you be up for a role-playing, for role-playing sessions? Seriously, if I can fit it in and we can do it. What about you? Yeah, why not? Do you want to be a DM? (laughs) (laughs) I've got to be a DM because we've already established how crap I roll as a player. You're pretty crap. (laughs) I I can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. (laughs) He can, even at board games. Yeah! What do, you, what do you want to do? We can forget Keeper of Trarkin and just talk about RTD. We can see how long we go on for. Stephen has specifically... Yeah. I, I don't mind. Yeah, we, we, could hold off on on the, we could hold off on what if, because they're not actually finished yet. So we could do the whole lot in... Yeah, RTD and then... Yeah. Was there not, was no, there not it's, meant, it's meant to be eight episodes, I think. Oh. Yeah, it's not finished yet. Oh, nine, nine, I think, isn't it? It's meant to be it's ten. Nine? They, they oh. dropped it down yeah. to nine. I blitzed them on Sunday. Yeah, we so cool. Yeah. All right, we'll just make my favourite is still the first one. I'm just saying. Oh. The first two in particular. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a couple in there. I, I, I certainly like the Thor one. Yeah, the as number a, eight. That Thor one was funny. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah, as a sort of American pie. Yeah. <laughs> Drum roll? No. <laughs> Stop now. My leg hurts. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was trying to think of a song that has people coming back. Hmm. Don't give up on me, baby. No. (laughs) There's one called The Wanderer Returns, but it's not very famous. Journey of the Sorcerer. (laughs) 
Don't is it just audio? Just audio feedback, I think, okay. so let me double check. Nothing else is coming. How long is this one going to be? About three days to listen to? <laughs> 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 toast, toast, oh, I'm yeah, a good he's, toast. He's, he's and and, and the spag bog that we had Sunday. Yeah, that was nice. All right, you can stay. <laughs> Saved by the spag bog. <laughs> I rely on my spag bog for many things. I hope not too many things. <laughs> <laughs> Makes good putty.